TED Audio Collective. We all have our vices. And for those of you who don't know me, mine is shopping. I love to shop. Nothing makes me happier than a beautiful, well-designed outfit that makes you go, dang. And I know exactly where I got this from. My parents. I've seen plenty of old photos of them from back in the day, dressed to the nines. Two-toned shoes, faux fur coats, bell-bottoms, dashikis. And even though this love for shopping runs in my blood, I know it isn't always the healthiest habit. Back in 2017, I read an article by the author Anne Patchett, who talked about how her year of no shopping changed her life. It got me thinking about the ways my own shopping habits, specifically with clothes, were affecting my life and made me wonder whether I should try this year of no shopping thing. I went back and forth about whether it was even possible and convinced myself, I can do it. You can do it. So for all of 2018, I was on a shopping diet and it was transformational. I had more time in my day because I wasn't sneaking around into stores to shop. I had more clarity because I wasn't distracting myself. I was also attuned to my emotions because I wasn't stuffing my face with clothes. There were deep things I had been avoiding that my little habit of shopping was helping me to suppress. I mean, they call it retail therapy for a reason. So the process of not shopping allowed difficult emotions to come to the surface and brought me face to face with some tough decisions I needed to make. The fulfillment I experienced from the peace this process gave me is something I could never have gotten from the latest cute jumpsuit. It had such an impact on me that I foolishly decided to do it again this year. I'm really grateful that the article I found continues to inspire such powerful experiences. And I think we could all benefit from discovering our vices and learning what's behind them. But we can't all wait to stumble upon the right article at the right time. So what are the practical ways to help us identify what we spend too much time and money on right now? I'm Madhup Akinola. This is TED Business. Our speaker today is Robert Bell. He's an accountant who believes that your spending habits can reveal a lot about you. In this talk, he shares some tips for doing an audit of your finances and talks about how reviewing your expenses can reveal a lot of surprising, deeply personal truths. Then after the talk, I'll share some tips for another type of audit that can help bring more efficiency to our work lives. But first, a quick break. This show is brought to you by Schwab. You're here because you like to keep a pulse on trends in technology. Well, now you can invest in what's trending, in artificial intelligence, big data, robotic revolution, and more with Schwab Investing Themes. It's an easy way to invest in ideas you believe in. Schwab's research process uncovers emerging trends. Then their technology curates relevant stocks into themes. Choose from over 40 themes buy all the stocks in a theme as is, or customize to better fit your investing goals, all in a few clicks. Schwab Investing Themes is not intended to be investment advice or a recommendation of any stock or investment strategy. Learn more at schwab.com slash thematic investing. 
Hey, TED Business listeners. We're supported by our friends at Working Smarter, a new podcast from Dropbox exploring the exciting potential of AI in the workplace. Working Smarter talks with founders, researchers, and engineers about the things they're building and the problems they're solving with the help of the latest AI tools. Tools that can save them time, improve collaboration, and create more space for the work that matters most. On Working Smarter, hear practical discussions about what AI can do so that you can work smarter too. Listen to Working Smarter on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Or visit workingsmarter.ai. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving, cleaning, and even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company & Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Add a little curiosity into your routine with TED Talks Daily, the podcast that brings you a new TED Talk every weekday. In less than 15 minutes a day, you'll go beyond the headlines and learn about the big ideas shaping your future. Coming up, how AI will change the way we communicate, how to be a better leader, and more. Listen to TED Talks Daily wherever you get your podcasts. I'm an accountant with a numbers problem. I mean, I'm good with numbers and using them to report what's happening, but I'm also concerned with the full story behind those numbers, the part that gets lost in translation, the part that numbers can't quite tell, the story that goes deeper than mere strategies for saving and earning money. And without that story, I don't think I'm doing my job well. That's why I've dedicated my career to figuring out how my work as an accountant can tell stories about people. Stories that will ultimately help them improve their lives. Let me explain. It all started when someone told me, you're obsessed with chocolate. And I was like, what? No, I'm not. But then I wondered, could I be in denial about my own obsession? Was I actually spending a lot of money on chocolate but blind to it? Well, here was a chance for me to test this theory using my accountant lens. Off I went, tracking my spending on chocolate. And there it was, my love for chocolate. I was spending about $50 a month on chocolate, especially in months when I was overstressed and months when I was overjoyed. Analyzing my expenses helped me to understand that I had an emotional pattern where when I'm struggling or celebrating, I binge on chocolate. I had struggled with my weight for a very long time, and I was convinced that my diet was not the problem. I was convinced that it was my lack of effort in exercise, and certainly not chocolate. Tracking my spending on chocolate, though, helped me realize that I was afraid of facing myself in the mirror, literally and figuratively, and that I lacked the courage to deal with the real problem, my diet. So I continued to exercise, but devoted less time to it, and instead shifted my focus and energy towards developing a more healthful diet. That year, I lost 50 pounds. 
our relationship with money represents our relationship with life. The accounting of my own chocolate behavior told me the story of my own denial. I realized that perhaps I could also help my clients see what they were overlooking in their own lives and help them realize their own emotional patterns through their tracking and spending of their expenses. So I started to pay close attention to the story behind my client's expenses. That may be hidden to them. One of my clients, a critical care nurse, was convinced that her personal budget was reasonable and expenses justifiable. She had struggled to build up her savings, and I noticed that she had minimal records of her expenses. I suggested to her that her lack of savings could be due to more than just a gap in her financial knowledge and offered to help her identify the problem. I encouraged her to start tracking and charting her expenses. After a few months, her financial records revealed that most of her spending was on expensive clothing and shoes. As we sat together, she was genuinely surprised to see just how much of her budget was going towards fashion. She remarked, whoa, these are impulse purchases, aren't they? I guess I didn't realize that. She analyzed further and realized that she was buying clothes in an attempt to impress and appear successful to her friends. And also, when her confidence was low, buying clothes temporarily boosted it. She told me that buying clothing was her attempt to finding meaning in life and feeling valued. She sighed. And she set a goal for herself and her finances. Six months later, she called me to tell me she had saved a bunch of money by reducing her spending on shopping and instead choosing to exercise when she felt the urge to shop. She is much happier around her friends. Three years later, home ownership is on the horizon. Sometimes though, charting expenses may not reveal something specific as a chocolate addiction or a shopping problem, but what it reveals can be just as valuable. A marketing strategist and upcoming musician needed help with her taxes. When I met with her, I immediately took note of the fear in her face as she looked through her records and expenses. I checked in with her and she expressed to me that some things in her life didn't quite seem to work out, including her relationships. She was afraid of facing how much money she was about to lose after taxes. As we continued talking about her finances, she started to notice a connection between her fear of losing money and her fear of losing relationships. She went on to tell me that she was afraid of committing to anyone because she didn't want to get hurt. She expressed that she had not been close to anyone in over seven years because she feared failure. And maybe she might have an avoidance strategy around both her money and her relationships. It's been six years since I first helped her chart her finances and she's still consistently keeping up with her spreadsheet. As she confronted her personal accounting and grew her savings in advance of each tax season, she developed less fear of loss and grew more open to relationships. She tells me that she even has the courage to walk away from a relationship when it's not serving her. She recently told me, my spreadsheet 
is basically a story of my life's progression. And I can see it through the numbers. I believe we can all do this type of audit of our own financial behavior and that we can learn surprising things about ourselves through tracking and charting our expenses. Here's how. Number one, take a look at your bank statement for the last six months and categorize the expenses by type for a more holistic view. For example, your spending on shopping versus transport versus entertainment. Number two, when an expensive pattern emerges, see what that pattern says about yourself. Be curious and inquisitive. At first, it may not be that obvious, but by asking yourself what led you to make that choice in a given moment can provide some clues. Do you buy pizza every Wednesday night because that's when you're too tired to cook after a stressful weekly meeting? Number three, observe if there are any line items that you are shocked by in terms of value or volume and see what patterns emerge. For example, did you buy that new smartphone just before a major function or event so that your friends would notice? Or do you tell yourself you only take taxis late at night, but then realize that you're taking way more taxis every month than you thought? Are you working late more than you thought? There's so much that we can learn about ourselves if we take the time to look. And sometimes our money knows us better than we know ourselves. Tracking our finances can reveal what we are in denial of, our hidden biases, our fears, and what might be holding us back. Though it can be difficult and uncomfortable to take a good hard look at our financial behavior, it can reveal some deep emotional truths, some truths that can help us reevaluate our careers, our relationships, and our priorities. So give it a try. The payoff could be huge. Thank you. Support for TED Business comes from Odoo. If you feel like you're wasting time and money with your current business software or just want to know what you could be missing, then you need to join the millions of other users who switched to Odoo. Odoo is the affordable all-in-one management software with a library of fully integrated business applications that help you get more done in less time for a fraction of the price. To learn more, visit odoo.com slash tedbusiness. That's O-D-O-O dot com slash tedbusiness. Odoo, modern management made simple. Support for the show comes from Brooks Running. I'm so excited because I have been a runner, gosh, my entire adult life. And for as long as I can remember, I have run with Brooks running shoes. Now I'm running with a pair of Ghost 16s from Brooks. Incredibly lightweight shoes that have really soft cushioning. It feels just right when I'm hitting my running trail that's just out behind my house. You now can take your daily run in the better than ever Ghost 16. You can visit brooksrunning.com to learn more. I loved when Robert said there's so much we can learn about ourselves if we take the time to look. It got me thinking about an area of our work lives that's also ripe for an audit. How we spend our time. Do you ever feel like you aren't getting as much done during the day as you like? 
Or maybe at the end of each workday, you don't have enough time for yourself. You'd like to go to the gym, cook a nice meal, read a book, but somehow the day is gone. This is when an audit can come in, where you track exactly what you're doing each day. You can track your time by the hour. I know this might sound stifling, but stick with me for a minute. Try setting your alarm for every hour, and when it goes off, take a few minutes to write down in detail what you did for the past hour. If you do this every day of the week, at the end of the week, you'll have a much fuller picture of how you actually spend your time. This way, the changes you need to make in your day will be right in front of you. Let's say your audit reveals that you're easily distracted by social media during the day. Who, me? Yes, you. I'm talking about you. You might try a time management technique like the Pomodoro method. This method encourages you to break your workday into 25-minute chunks with 5-minute breaks in between. The idea is that you have 25 minutes to make as much progress on a task as possible, which helps create a sense of urgency around what you're doing. And then you take a 5-minute break, which kind of feels like a reward. And you can spend that time scrolling through Twitter. So taking the time to figure out how you spend your time is just one additional way to make space for the things we care about most in life. That's it for today. This episode was produced by Transmitter Media with help from Jordan Bailey and fact-checked by Matias Salas. Special thanks to Anna Phelan, Michelle Quint, Corey Hajim, and Colin Helms. I'm Madhu Bakanola. Talk to you again next week.